0: The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. NBC and Richard Hudnut, makers of enriched cream shampoo and cream rinse, present Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutton. Join Fibber and Volley in just a moment. Here's something most of us have to think about sooner or later. Retirement. You know, it can be a long vacation, carefree and gay. Or it can be a long ordeal, depressing and uncertain. It all depends on how well you've planned for it. A lot of folks are including United States savings bonds in their retirement plan. Smart people. They know that savings bonds are a safe, sound, sure investment. They know they'll get back $4 for every $3 they put in when those bonds mature. And you know that happens in less than 10 years. Of course, savings bonds can now be held beyond their maturity date at further interest, the highest rate it's ever been, 3% interest compounded semi-annually for as long as 10 years beyond the maturity date of the bond. Start planning for your retirement now. Investigate the payroll savings plan where you work or the bond a month plan where you bank. You'll feel more secure tomorrow if you buy United States savings bonds today. If you're at all familiar with the habits of Mr. McGee of 79 Wistful Vista, you'll immediately recognize that jolly twinkle in his eye as he reaches for the telephone.
1: It's fun. Who are you
2: calling, McGee?
1: Mm, listen. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Georgie. Happy birthday to you. Well, congratulations, old man. What's that? This ain't your birthday. Who is this? Dr. George Gamble? Oh, I must have the wrong number. I was calling George Washington. Today's his birthday, and Hung up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, sometimes I. Oh boy, I'd give anything to see
1: the expression on old Fatso's face right now. (laughs) He looks so funny when he gets mad. Them double chins of his quiver like Venetian blinds in an earthquake. I don't
2: think that's so funny. (laughs) Doctor Gamble is a busy man. He hasn't time for such foolishness.
1: Oh gee, that's right. It's noon, ain't it? He was probably right in the middle of lunch, and that's his busiest hour. <laughs> I'll call him back and apologize.
2: McGee, put down that phone.
1: Oh, well, gee, what's kind of guy have a little fun? Yes, yeah.
2: I know a nice game we could play. What? Sort the laundry. Hmm? Today may be Washington's birthday, but if you shorten it down a little, it comes out wash day. Monday, huh? That's right. Come get the soap down off the covered shelf for me, will
1: you? Ah, oh, forget the laundry, kiddo. This is a national holiday. Nobody works on a national holiday. It's a holiday. There'll be no laundry done in this house today.
2: That's right. I, the master of this house, insist. Please? Well, that's sweet of you, dearie, but I just have to do it today. The rest of the week is all filled up. Tomorrow I do the yard and the patio. Wednesday is mending day. Out of
1: respect to the father of our country, I demand that you desist. Put down that laundry basket. There you disgrace your country's flag.
2: What? Now look, dearie, I'm as great an admirer of George Washington as you are. But I'll bet if Martha didn't get the laundry done, he could be just as fussy about it as you always are. Turn on the washing machine. No, sir. Never mind, I'll do it myself. Mm. Oh,
1: fine. You see, even the washing machine won't work on a holiday. What did you do to it? I didn't hurt anything. I just borrowed the pulley from the motor to attach to the generator in the garage. How but...
2: many times have I begged you not to fool with this machine, maybe? Well, I was going to put it back
1: tomorrow. It only takes a couple hours. How'd I know you were going to do any work on a holiday? All
2: right, where's the car? I'll take the laundry over to Monica Miller's. You and... can't. Why not?
1: That's what I needed the pulley in the generator for. The car
2: battery's dead, and I thought I'd charge it up again. You're not mad, are you? No, but honestly, sometimes when you charge the battery, I think you hold on to those wires too long. Because if there's any...
1: At least I didn't lie. I told the truth, like George Washington would have did if he'd have done it. All
2: right, you win. I'll do the laundry another time. Sure. Nobody
1: ought to work on Washington's birthday anyhow. It's a holiday. Let's just sit around and and, and relax. Okay.
2: You go ahead and start. I'll
1: tell you later, as soon as I get
2: these dishes out of the sink. Okay, Tootsie. Ah,
1: there goes a good kid. And a fine little housewife. George Washington might have thrown a dollar across the river, but she can make a buck go further than that buck. Come in. Well, well, what have we here in this gorgeous blue uniform? (laughs) Continental soldier from the Army of General George Washington? (laughs) Don't tell me the British are coming.
3: (laughs) No, mister,
1: it's me too Well, speak up, soldier. Just say the word and I'll get my shotgun out of the attic and help defend the garrison.
3: It's not a soldier, mister. It's me too I'm not real. Well, you could have fooled me. When I saw you standing there in that doorway with that
1: musket and that drum, I figured the British were sure coming.
3: This is my costume for my school party we did Friday, I (laughs) betcha. Washington and Valley Forest.
1: Oh, (laughs) down there. I bet that was exciting. What'd you play?
3: The drum. I just banged on it. No, no, I mean what part? The top part where it makes the
1: most noise, like this. Hey, 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 hold it, hold it. Wasn't that pretty loud?
3: Missy ugly like
1: this. She did?
3: Yes. I was only supposed to be on at the beginning, but all through the rest of the place, she kept whispering from behind the curtain and told me to keep playing my drum. Told you
1: to keep Mm -hmm. banging that thing off through Mm -hmm. the play, huh? You must have been a little drum-happy.
3: Sure. All the time, she kept yelling, Beat it, Tee, beat it. Mm Mm-hmm. Beat it. Mm Mm-hmm. So I did. Oh. Hey, Missy, you want to hear my part, hmm? You want to hear it? I'll I'll play it for you. Oh, well, I'm
1: kind of busy right now, and I...
3: Oh, I did beat the drum like this, and... A cookie. Yeah, that's right, sis. A cookie.
1: And it's yours if you'll just take that drum and be, uh, I mean, uh, go home.
3: Just one cookie? What's the matter? Not enough? My mama gave me three to come over here.
1: Okay, here's four. Four? Mm Oh,
3: boy. Bye, mister. Uh, Don't forget your drum. Okay. Thanks for reminding me. I need it. Yeah. Hey, Willie, I got four for Mr. McGee. Let's go down to Miss Bradley's and see if it works over there.
0: for in a minute.
4: Hello, I'm your Richard Hudnut Beauty Advisor. Here's exciting beauty news for you busy women. It's about an amazing shampoo that gives your hair a beautiful egg sheen in just three minutes' time. This remarkable beautifier is called Richard Hudnut Enriched Cream Shampoo. It's made with real eggs, powdered in a wonderful cleansing formula that suds right up even in hardest water. Every drop of this golden lotion cream shampoo is enriched with egg protein. And since hair itself is protein, it naturally benefits from this affinity of protein to protein. It's nature's own way to put a beautiful sheen in your hair. You'll love the way your hair gleams, smooth and shiny as bridal satin. And ladies, nobody's too busy to take a minute more for Richard Hudnut Cream Rinse. It seals in that fine glimmer and gleam, protects it with a fragrant beauty finish. Take my advice and try this quick two-step way to truly beautiful hair. Richard Hudnut Enriched Cream Shampoo and Richard Hudnut Cream Rinse.
1: So congratulations, George, old man. I just called up to wish you a happy spot. Your name is Wallace Wimple. Oh, I must have the wrong number. You see, I was calling George Washington. To oh, him. gee,
2: are you at that again? Oh yeah.
1: Wimple. Well, thanks for calling up. Well, I'm glad the phone boy. Give my best to the
2: wife. Goodbye. That was
1: Wimple, Mr. Wimple, Wallace. You know, Wallace Wimple.
2: That's funny.
1: I could have sworn it was George Washington. again. No, no, I don't. I'm not
2: pulling that gag anymore. It seems kind of. Grocery I... boy. Hello there, kid. Want me to set the groceries in the kitchen, daughter? Yes, did you please, Mr. Oldtimer. I did.
1: What are you doing working today, Oldtimer? Don't you know this is a holiday? I know it, Johnny. But my stomach don't. Got to work to eat. Happy Washington's birthday, though. Anyhow, though. <laughs> Same to you. I'll
2: go put away the groceries. Oh, no,
1: you stay right where you darn are, Molly. But McGee... don't oh, gun it, this is a holiday. I keep telling you.
2: We're not going to do any work around this house today. Relax. Okay, you sold me. I won't lift a hand from here on in. Good. Did you bring everything I ordered, Mr. Oldtimer, meat and everything? Daughter, I cannot tell a lie. As Queen Elizabeth of England
1: said to Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, Yep. (laughs) Like I was telling my girlfriend, Bessie... Oh, how is Bessie these days, anyhow? Oh, she's fine, daughter, fine. Healthy as a hay-fed heifer and happy as a hog. (laughs) Just had a great honor conferred on her, kid. Yeah, what kind of an honor? Butcher's Union is holding a convention here this week. Yeah? Last night they elected my Bessie to the national title of Miss Rump Roast of nineteen fifty four. Miss Rump Roast, eh? Well, good for her,
2: I think. I
1: went to the coronation last night when they crowned her. And I tell you, I was a proud man, kid. I'll bet you were. Quite a show, wasn't it? Johnny, it was lovely. I'll bet. The butchers was all gathered there in the big ballroom at Liverworth Hall, you see. Yeah. <laughs> Formal affair, of course. White aprons. Naturally. Well, sir, there was a roll onto the drums. The crowd got quiet, and Bessie made her entrance past the honor guard, standing at attention with crossed cleavers. Four <laughs> <laughs> big butchers carried her in on their shoulders, sitting in a glass showcase and a bed of parsley, <laughs> and Bessie never looked lovelier. I can imagine. She was wearing a white formal dress and carrying a bouquet of assorted cold cuts. <laughs> and on her head, they put a crown roast with 14 ribs with a lamb chop patty on every bone. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, they really went all out. You were proud of her, were you? Johnny, when that whole thing was over, I just sat down and cried like a baby. Must have been touching. Touching, heck! You know what them sausage heads did? <laughs> they took that crown roast back...
2: <laughs> I better not talk about it anymore. Oh, start crying all over. So long, kid. So oh. long. <laughs> Sounded like his heart was broken and I don't blame him.
1: Boy, all that conversation got me hungry. What are you going to fix for dinner, kiddo? Nothing. Nothing?
2: This is a holiday, remember? You wouldn't want me to work on Washington's birthday. It's a holiday. i I suppose we could get dressed go out for dinner. That wouldn't be doing any work. I got an even
1: better idea than that. You sit right there where you are. In honor of this is Washington's birthday, I'm going to bake you a cherry pie. Huh?
2: Oh, no. You just
1: tell me where the flour and the butter and the bacon powder and the yeast is. Yeast? Now I can get the seeds out of the cherries without getting them all over the floor and onto the kitchen curtains. That's
2: all. You got me. Go on back and sit down. I'll get started on the dinner.
1: You mean you don't want me to bake a cherry pie for Washington's birthday?
2: Father, I cannot tell a lie. Come on, you can set the table.
1: Good. (laughs)
0: Right back. Tuesday nights on the NBC Radio Network, you'll hear more wonderful entertainment. So be sure to set your dial to this same station for pleasure-filled radio listening. You'll want to hear the quarter-hour song stanzas presented by the ever-popular Dinah Shore and Frank Sinatra tomorrow evening. Each of these talented entertainers presents 15 minutes of the best in popular music. Be sure to listen. And listen, too, for action-filled drama on Frank Sinatra's mystery series, Rocky Fortune. As Rocky Fortune, you'll hear Frank Sinatra in the role of a happy-go-lucky adventurer who trades witticisms for mystery. We know you'll enjoy Rocky Fortune Tuesday evenings on the NBC radio network. Then for more thrills and excitement, listen to Barry Craig, confidential investigator. William Gargan stars as Barry Craig, and the program is packed with thrilling adventure. Of course, Tuesday night on NBC radio brings Dragnet, starring Jack Webb. Dragnet is the authentic story of your police force in action, the story of an actual crime told by Sergeant Joe Friday.
1: Hear it tomorrow.
2: Who's on the phone, Molly? Anything important? Mr. and Mrs. Nelson, the people who rented the house next door, they're moving in tomorrow. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Did you tell them I'd supervise the moving? Tell them I'd be right there with them the whole time? No. Let's start on good terms with the neighbors for once. Okay. Good night. Good night, all.
0: and Richard Hudnut, makers of Enriched Cream Shampoo and Cream Rinse, have brought you the Fibber McGee, and Molly program transcribed to Bill Thompson as the old-timer. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Febber, McGee, and Molly. Last tonight with Can You Top This on the NBC Radio
4: Network.